You know, Brandon, it's uh, it's been a minute uh, since I've had a, a real drink. Proper drink. A proper drink. It's uh, it's the end of dry January, uh, and I'm I'm excited to be back. We even found a speakeasy. Yeah, we're 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 live on location here in a speakeasy. But you're like one. But I, I I know those of you listening at home, you're saying we are live on location. But who is we? And this is of course the Jen and Thomas podcast. With me, your host Thomas, as always. And then, as always, we are joined today by a special guest, and that is today, Brandon Churchill. How you doing? Hey, buddy. Damn. Been a while. The first time I've seen you since the end of... Uh, Prohibition? Dry, dry January. Yeah, Prohibition. <laughs> a Prohibition of the mind. But anyway, but we're, we're kicking it off in a, in a, in a good way. We're, we're hitting it with the classic, the old-fashioned. Beautiful. For we're, a couple of here. mobsters in this speakeasy. We're, we're, we're getting back to our old-fashioned ways. Having an old-fashioned, old-fashioned. Just a couple of guys being dudes. A couple of guys being dudes. That Pretending no, like we're old and No fashion. better way to describe it. So uh, this, no, let, let's, let's just get right into it. It's been too long. I don't want to be uh, waiting any longer. It smells mm. delicious. It better. So. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm letting it uh, develop in the palate before I rate it because it's, it's been a while. Let it marinate. I will say, though, my... Uh, my tastes are definitely a little different now. After my month off, I have to get, I have to re get used to uh, the bite of the liquor. Yeah. Yep. I am familiar. All right. So uh, today's recipe actually comes from the uh, the essential cocktail book. Remember that cool black Beautiful. one, the Mad Men style one. Beautiful. Murdered out with a little bit of gold. So uh, the the book here, the the recipe is one sugar cube uh, or a teaspoon or uh, one fourth ounce of simple syrup, two to three dashes of Angostura bitters. And uh, two ounces of rye, you know, and so that's what we did. But I, I did it slightly different. I did a Demerara rich simple syrup. So it's a two to one ratio with Demerara syrup. And this was actually based on some research I did, as I feel that Demerara, it gives it more of a, a rounder flavor. And I feel like that takes a little bit of edge off of the rye as opposed to like just a regular simple syrup, which is just like sweet. Right. Uh, so Demerara, I think, gives it that rounder flavor with the molasses. And similar to how it's like, oh, red meat, red wine, I'm kind of this like brown liquor, brown sugar kind of guy. Okay. You know what I mean? So if this was sense. like, uh, if we were making like a mojito, uh, you would either use sugar or regular simple syrup, not Demerara. Depending right. on which rum. Maybe you're doing like a spiced mojito. Okay. And then uh, two to three dashes of Angostura bitters I actually also th- threw in a couple dashes of uh, orange bitters as well because I just I really wanted the orange to come through today. Uh, it I definitely shows. It yeah. definitely shows. And so uh, how else we also did that was um, we also had a uh, orange peel in the mixing glass when we mixed it. So we kind of let it like the the ice cubes beat it up and express it a little bit uh-huh. and infuse while we're in there. And so then that with the orange bitters and expressing the orange over the top. I like orange. What can I say? You're a citrusy boy. Yeah, and, and then a bitter uh, person. And then for our rye, we used Rittenhouse rye. And I was talking to you about this a little bit before the pod. Um, Real quick, is, I, have a, I have a question. Yeah, um, an old fashioned. Does that does it have to be a rye? No, you can use a bourbon as well. Okay, okay, thank you. Um, and so yeah, I used Rittenhouse rye. And here's the thing: it's a. I was talking to you about this a little bit before, and it's a it's a pretty good rye for its price point and it's pretty reliable for all these drinks and so it's just like always sold out it it took me a while to track down this bottle and when i went to total wine it was the only one left so it's like 
the the best best for the money is that yeah and it's it's just like a good oh because oh, it's also this uh it's a it's a 100 proof bonded rye and oh. bonded is like this very specific like government rating which we'll okay. get into actually i was gonna say if you want to for our second one i do actually have a jack daniels bonded in that decanter behind you yeah maybe uh so anyway and so uh, a little bit of the uh, the old-fashioned history uh i have this book here it's the uh the uh, Oxford Companion to Spirits and Cocktails. Textbook. It has an entry. Yeah, it's, it is pretty much a textbook. And I just want to go into a little bit of the old-fashioned history here. And so, uh, but like overall, just in general, it uh, it used to be like you, you'd go to a, a bar and say like, I'll have a whiskey cocktail, a gin cocktail. Things were always like reliably like sugars, bitters, and ice, and then, you know, a uh, and then whatever spirit. And so yeah. that's kind of what cocktails were. And so then as all these cocktails developed and people would be like, oh, I'll have a fancy whiskey cocktail. And so like they were just these very generic terms. And so it says here in the book, uh, while many accounts have uh, put the birthplace of the old fashioned as the Pendennis Club in Louisville, Kentucky, people were ordering old fashions in Chicago a year before the Pendennis Club was founded in 1881 and a full three years before it even had a bar. The Pendennis Club may have uh, popularized the drink, but that would have been the most that it could or should claim. And uh, during Prohibition in the World War II years, the old-fashioned ran into hard times while the recipe for many standards, such as the martini, the Manhattan, and the daiquiri, managed to escape without much doctoring. The old-fashioned was not so fortunate. By the late 1940s, it was too often turned into an over-diluted mess topped with more water or club soda than there was spirit in the drink. Worse, it was often over-sweetened and made rather flaccid, with the addition of a muddled orange wheel and the smashed remains of a processed maraschino cherry. And that, I think, would ruin a drink. Because you already shouldn't be mixing with orange juice unless you're adding some extra acid to it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, uh, These changes to the recipe made account for the severe drop-off on the drink's popularity during the latter half of the 20th century. But then there was this, you know, resurgence of cocktails in, like, the early 2000s, and then, like, all these people doing their... uh, uh, like they're like pre-prohibition cocktails is very popular now, so that's led to a big comeback. But uh, the alleged origin for this, like at, at, in the Pendennis Club, was this guy walked into the bar and said, "I'd like an old-fashioned whiskey cocktail." Uh-huh. And so these cocktails had kind of developed, and he was like, "Oh, I want like an old-fashioned one, right? Old-fashioned whiskey cocktail." And that's how you get the bitters, sugar, and ice and liquor. You know what I mean? Because that's just—I mean, really—that's what almost every cocktail is. But in some form or another, yeah, yeah. Well, because uh, you know, Death and Co. A bar in New York, they uh, they write these books, the ones I showed you, and one of them, the Cocktail Codex, they kind of say like, there's only six drinks, and then you just customize those there's from a there. variation on yeah. those six, yeah. And that's for like standard stuff like this. Obviously, there's going to be like the wild tiki stuff or the overcomplicated craft thing. But if you're just trying to be like a good, reliable bartender. And that's how most drinks are made. Most uh, cocktails now are just a riff on something else. You oh, know yeah, what I mean? Like, 100%. Oh, this like, is like a riff on the last. Yeah. Or, yeah. or like the white Negroni. A totally a different drink. It's made with like French ingredients instead mm. of uh, Italian. Italian. And it, they're just things that are just totally different. You know what I mean? Like you, you Keep could, that shit away from me. <laughs> 
It might be good. I will stick to my Italian one. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, but uh, it's just like you really could have come up with a different name. But the the guys. Well, well, well I'll get more into the history when we do a white Negroni, or maybe I'll do a white Negroni and I'll keep it away from you. Well, I'll but, try uh, it. But but the guys were like, "Oh, I want a Negroni," but then uh, I guess like it was hard to get the Italian ingredients, like the Campari, and so they got all these yeah. French ones, and then they're just like. Oh, we'll call it a white Negroni. Ah, ha, 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 ha. She called it a pretentious Negroni. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Brandon, what are you thinking for this beverage? Well, I definitely think it's on par with a Negroni. It's definitely got some of the similar vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, you oh, know? But, but real quick, oh, by ahead. the way, uh, you threw in the, the clear ice cube. Love it. You know, could be the move. It is the move. It is the move. But it, 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 just, it looks so good. Yeah. With, like, the orange peel. Well, I I told you when I got them, we're elevating our game. Oh, yeah. We're not screwing around anymore, Yeah, I, uh, I found a way to uh, make some uh, some clear ice at home without those fancy molds, which I, I, I want to get some of those. Is it a cooler? Make... Yeah. Yep. Okay, anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, I've heard so, of that. So what are, you, what are you thinking for this drink here? I, I do like, before I give you my rating, Thomas, mm-hmm. um, I do like... The amount of orange that you put into this. I was about to say my favorite thing is the amount of orange I put in. I, I really do. Because I've, I've had some old fashions, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. And they're just like slapping in the face with a rye. Yeah. Well, we didn't do a taste test of the rye, but maybe we can do it later or just smell it. It's it, it's a it's a sharp rye. I would like to get a little quarter of a shot yeah. of that. Yeah. Um, the, I think the only thing this is missing... Is that cherry? You think so? Yeah, I think a little bit, uh, a little bit of a cherry hint in there is is always a good bonus. Yeah, um, I think I'm gonna give it, I'm gonna give it six and three quarter picture frames. Okay, okay. You, you have gold to, picture frames. I was gonna say you have to be here to understand that reference. But uh, as we for are me, in a Chicago yeah, speakeasy with just empty picture frames. It's actually um, an empty speakeasy because I don't know if you know this. Prohibition's over. Oh yeah, so you can just go to a regular go, bar now. Yeah, you could just go to a bar. Um, as for me, I'm gonna go eight out of ten. Blue got eight eight point five. Okay, uh, maybe uh, I don't know. Actually, maybe nine nine out of ten blue agaves because I think this is a great drink. It, I think I made it the way I like it with all the uh-huh. orange. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go nine out of ten. I really really like this. I, I just didn't want to be too excited on my first drink back, but I'm gonna go nine out of ten. I I listened to the Ward Eight episode, mm-hmm. and I think we put a Ward Eight. Ward 8 is a 9.1. We should do, honestly, if I can, we should just re- whip up some Ward 8 sometime and just drink them. Because they're so good. We keep talking about it, but we haven't we, had them. I know. We need to put them, put them back And they're easy the to make. Rotation. Yeah, they are. But Super yeah, no, easy. Ward 8s are so good. Honestly, maybe I should have gone back and make a Ward 8 a 10. I don't know why. I'm just afraid of using a 10. Well, why don't we just put it right here? The Ward 8 is a 10. Ward 8 is a 10. Update the rankings. So next time you're listening to Ward 8, just be like, oh, 10. Yeah, it's a ten, regardless um, of what we say. Yeah, but no, this is... we didn't we didn't want to. It was pretty early on. We didn't want to give something a ten mm-hmm, right away. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But yeah, this is really good. I, love I really it. like it. No, I, I again, I, I think the uh, the orange you put in here is uh, it's not overbearing. It's not too much orange. It mm-hmm. complements the rye really well, and it it, it uh, doesn't have as much of a bite as you would think from a rye. So. Yeah, and uh, it's well balanced. One thing that I think has worked out well is the the demerara syrup. I think it's properly mixed in, and it's not like all at the bottom. Yeah, you know what I mean. And that's one thing too is I was kind of messing around 
seeing uh, how I wanted to bring this to the show. Sure. And so I did it at first with the sugar cube, and it just wasn't coming out the way I wanted. Like it didn't mix up well enough, or didn't dissolve? Or yeah, it didn't dissolve as well, and uh, you know, it says like muddle it with the bitters. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And some say throw like a little splash of water in, and I just couldn't get the balance right. But a lot of times when I was muddling it, the sugar would just be stuck Stuck to to the the bottom of my muddler Mm -hmm. in in the little grooves. Uh, And I was like... You know, I really want to make it like the old way, but then I whipped up the Demerara syrup, and I wasn't sure how I wanted to do that. Did I want to do simple, semi-rich, rich, but I went with rich. Hold on. So you made the simple syrup? Yeah, that's why it's in my mason jar, which oh. is now in the fridge. Yeah, I made that at home. How'd you do that? Two cups of Demerara syrup to one cup of water. That's it? Yep. Oh. Yeah, and I like had an absolute panic attack thinking that I burnt it because it like kind of smelled. Oh, like, so you got to do it over heat. Yeah. Okay. But it kind of smelled. Uh, I didn't let it boil. You know, I just Good. until it, it was just mixed in, and I was like, I don't know. It just smelt cooked to me. And then I was like okay. trying to taste it, and I let it cool down a little bit, but it was still really thin. Uh huh. And so I wasn't getting like a lot of sweetness, right? Because it was just so thin, and I was just like, I fucked this up, man. It was so bad. And then uh, and then I gave myself like. Like, my stomach, like, really hurt because I just ate so much sugar. Because I was just like, (laughs) what is going on here? And then I made a different simple syrup that night for something else we're going to do. And I was just drinking that. I'm like, oh, man, I feel like crap. I think you ate, like, a whole cake. Yeah. (laughs) No, that's what it felt like. And I desperately needed people food. Uh Uh-huh. And so, like, the only thing I had, like, available was just this tin of tuna. So I opened a tin of tuna, put some Cajun seasoning on it, mixed it up, and just ate that. You know, honestly, and that doesn't cat, sound that bad. No, but... it, it was pretty good, but I just felt like a cat. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. I'm eating out of a tin of tuna. And then my cat my cat walks up and starts, like, pawing at it's me. It's like, hey, yo, yeah. you're eating my food. <laughs> yeah, so, you know. And so then I have, like, sugar tuna breath. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then I and then I just went on this whole story talking to my girlfriend. I'm like, you know what's crazy about the the, the history of sugar? It was actually because of all this slavery, and then that led to the rum. But the first rum was terrible because it was just the fermented byproduct. And, and then she was like, uh, "Get away from me!" Yeah, <laughs> I'm literally trying to do anything else except anything listen to else, you. Yeah, but yeah, so yeah, the old fashioned. But yeah, no. Anyway, we yeah we haven't done an old fashioned yet. Surprisingly, we, we want to get. How do we get? How do we get through that? I know, well, I was thinking too. I'm like, oh man, I would love to do like a smoked maple syrup, old fashioned. Can't be doing that if we haven't done the OG. I mean, we've done that before, you know I mean? where we we did some of the other ones before an OG, but I mean, kind of like like our eggnog white, white Russian, Russian. Yeah, I will say this after drinking that one, it's hard and, to drink a regular. Well, I was white say, Russian. and then I've <laughs> I've gone to just using regular cream with that. Yeah. But the, the vanilla vodka, the amaretto, and the coffee liqueur. I don't want to drink a normal vodka and coffee liqueur uh, white Russian. So that's my white Russian recipe now. Say it again. You know what I mean? Fully? No. So I don't I don't want to go back to drinking regular Got it. Bla- yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, white Russians or even black with, Russians with, with, with just, just like the vodka. Vodka, the Kahlua. The co- yeah. No, get out of here. This yeah. is my new. Vanilla vodka. The And then the amaretto. Amaretto. And the coffee, coffee liqueur. liqueur. Yeah. Lovely. And you know what? Maybe throw in some chocolate bitters. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, so. Oh, dang. That would be really good. Oh, and that's the other thing. I'm making my own bitters. I have them uh, infusing in the basement. Oh, yeah. You talked about this last time. You finally found the rum. Yeah. Yeah, Ray and Nephew. It was really hard to track down. So I have uh, an, uh, a, uh, what what are they called? Amar- uh, not amaretto. Uh, aromatic, aromatic, sorry. Aromatic, yeah. 
aromatic bitters and a citrus bitters. And then I'm going to use, so I'm going to take that citrus bitters because it's very, it has grapefruit, lemon, lime, and orange. And so I'm going to taste that. And then any more specific bitters recipe, I'm going to be like, okay, I'm going to reinfuse this, but with some lime peels now Ooh, to give it that extra boost. So nice. And uh, I kind of got that idea in those recipes from the uh, Waldorf Astoria bar book here. Dude, my house is a library of these cocktail books now. I love it. It's it's not sustainable. <laughs> I have no space because I already have a bunch of books I haven't read, but I've been flipping through these and I'm loving it. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And so, well, and we're actually going to be diving into this book today. I didn't just bring it for show and tell. We're gonna we're it's gonna be diving book. in here. Mm-hmm. That's what I love about these cocktail books is they're 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 not just a you know, for reading, but they're also like an aesthetic you put on a shelf. Oh, yeah, and absolutely. They look beautiful. Yeah, because I have like these grease stains on the back, but I have no idea how those oh, got yeah. there. I know. But yeah, dude, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm revolutionizing the game here. Well, and especially, you know, I mean, I made these simple syrups, but they're very simple. Like, you know, they're nothing crazy, but. Oh, you're telling me a simple syrup is yeah. simple? But like between this book, and then I also have a book on different infusions. Dude, there is like a ramen cocktail out there we, we get we're gonna make it you know what i mean you have to but it's, it's i've like, already got the aesthetic ready yeah. for it but it's just like and it's this uh but it's this very like umami yeah yeah uh infused vodka with like all this stuff and i'm like bro that sounds amazing so there's stuff like that i have ones on all kinds of bitter recipes like the bitters i'm making i'm using this ray and nephew overproof rum and then that's because the Waldorf story is like, look, you can use something like vodka, but like if you use a rum, it adds like a rustic quality Love it. that it's like, it's like having, it's like starting the inning with a player on first base. Yeah, it's like, you're just, you just have that little extra depth to it. But then this bitters book I have, some of the recipes are like, oh, uh, you're going to use a bourbon for the base on this one. You're going to use whatever. So anyway, all kinds of great stuff. You know what I mean? And then there's some that are like more exotic bitters as well from a different book. And it's like, you know, get these weird, obscure things. And then here's a cocktail. And what's cool is all these books, too, they'll like, they'll have a very specific, how would I ever use that in my life? Right, right. But then they're like, here's four or five recipes. There you go. And I'm like, oh, shit, okay. So I'm not just making this once. And wasting it. Yeah. Letting it go bad in the fridge. And even in this book, they have a really obscure bitters recipe in here. Uh Uh-huh. And there is one drink that uses it. But I'm like, I'm glad you're telling me that I can only use one it. Drink. Yeah, and uh, dude, like, like there's like root beer bitters out there. I want to try those. Uh, well, that makes sense because that the root that it's from. Yeah, sassafras. There's, a, there's another one. There's this stuff called a uh, pepsin bitters, and they don't make it anymore. Like Pepsi AC. Kind of the heartburn shit. <laughs> I, I don't know, but uh, they don't. They don't your make heartburn? it anymore. <laughs> but apparently. This recipe uh, was like a precursor to Dr. Pepper, which is funny because like ev- apparently everything went into Dr. It's the 23 flavors, but like, oh yeah, amaretto was a part of it. Yeah, of uh, this bitters recipe eventually became it. Yeah. But this bitters recipe, it's like something else. I don't remember. And then Dr. Pepper that you boil down. Yeah. And so anyway, I'm, I'm excited to try that eventually. Well, well, there was like this for a while. I remember it was, early, it was uh, popular when we were probably in college but it was a flaming dr pepper shot Mm. where it's like amaretto and 151 on fire and then you drink it it tastes like dr pepper that'd actually probably be pretty good i think it just it's because amaretto tastes like. oh uh, but everyone make sure you blow out your flame before you take the shot idiots also put your vermouth in the fridge yeah 
Also, I thought everybody knew that. No, I don't know. I'm just in case you didn't. In case you didn't, read the label. <laughs> oh my god! Speaking of which, dude, uh, because of dry January, I actually had to throw out some for some vermouths because oh, it was no. I'm just like, oh, these are too old now. Dang it! I know. What a waste. I know. But so now, um, there's this YouTube channel, Anders Ericsson. He's a bit of a he's a cocktail YouTuber. Okay. And uh, he's got some. He, he's a fun guy. And uh, in Is it like, mushroom. Huh? He's a oh mushroom. yeah yeah yeah. Well. uh but uh, in his videos, anytime he talks about like going out, because he has, you know, all these people have like how to how to build your bar at home for under a hundred dollars. I thought know we I mean? said we were going to do that. That's what we're doing today. Don't hey, worry. Yo, let's go. I'm, I'm building up to it, Brandon. Wonderful. Continue your story. Um, but he he always says like he's like just buy the smaller bottle. Yeah. Because like you'd rather you, run out than yeah. waste it. Because I've lost more money in vermouth. Than it like in throwing it out than it would for me to like save on buying the bigger bottle. Yeah, yeah. And also, I feel like if I'm buying smaller ones, I can be like, oh, I'll do this one and that one. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you anyway. get multiple different kinds. And... Dude, I'm just done now. These are good. I like them. Oh, I thought I was uh, sipping mine a little too fast. No, Danielle is <laughs> over there. Oh shoot, Danielle, we didn't get your rating. Did you even try it yet? What'd you think? I forgot she was even over there, if I'm being honest. It's good. Wow, thanks. <laughs> uh, it was funny when... Uh, that's it? <laughs> Did, you, that's, that's, that's all we get. It was good. Okay. Um, so, but when we were making these for you and me, we whipped them up, and then Danielle's just sitting there in the corner all cozied up reading her feminist literature, uh, Sarah J. Mass, Throne of Glass, uh, did Jane you Moth. read that book? No, I read the A Court of Thorns and Roses. Is that the first one where you're like, I don't terrible. even care for this? And it then was, she's like, you got to get past the first one. You're like, I'm not doing that. It's a whole yeah. fucking book. Yeah. yeah. No, Daniel, I have to find, I have to show you a Goodreads uh, review that I saw that I loved. And it's just totally, it's just bad. Yeah. Okay. I think. All right. Um, anyway. Oh, yeah. But so we went to this and Daniel's like, oh, don't I get one? And we're like, she's like, I always get one when you guys podcast. Yeah, and so we're like, oh, I get. And we're like, do you even like old fashions? And and then she hits us with the when they're done right. It's like, okay, geez, challenge accepted. Yeah. So I guess it was okay. I yeah, think you I did guess. all right then. Barely drinking it though, throws this whole fit. And she's not a booze bag like we are. No, I know. But uh, oh, dude, my uh, my first night back drinking. I uh, went to the eight hundred one chop house for a happy hour. Got a got a martini. Then we went to the Ritz, had oh. a couple of martinis, oh. and then had a Stella. Ugh. And uh, as the first night pack drinking, I think I hit it a little too hard. <laughs> but it was... Said no one ever. Yeah, but it was rough. I just felt like, whoa. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then a, another day, afterwards, I was, I, was, I was whipping up some cocktails. And uh, I actually made myself throw up. Like, not because of, like, I had so much... But I was just like drinking them. Yeah, I probably like drink the them. I probably drink them too fast. Yep. And I, I didn't have a ton. It was only like three, but just so much booze so fast. I just like I was like I don't feel good. And I like went to go. I was like walking down the hall, and then my body was like going to the bathroom. I was like yeah. okay, and I went and I just like threw up like yeah. right away. And it was just like all that liquid. Yeah. And I was just like I wasn't even like drunk it was just my body's like too much, too much. poison too fast too much. get it out of here yep so you got you got to build up the poison tolerance <laughs> and i felt bad i'm like damn i like threw up like when i wasn't even like trying to go crazy it was just me being like let me let me work through some cocktail let me let me see if this works and this works yeah because i have some bottles downstairs 
that I'm trying to be like, can I make this happen? Is this even still good? You know what I mean? And yeah, three cocktails, my body was like, <laughs> you're done. Well, when you chug them like you do LaCroix. I know. Well, I mean, and even this one, but if it wasn't for the big ice cube, it's not very much liquid. You know what I mean? Oh, so yeah. Like, like if you, in a empty glass, put it in an old-fashioned, it's like, yeah. it's only two shots. Well, I was going to say, you know, like some of these other, like if I'm making a gin and tonic, tonic or vodka soda. Gin and Thomas? <laughs> yeah, if I'm making a gin and Thomas, but I'll just do my little bit of gin and then just fill it with soda or tonic and you know what I mean? So, but anyway, Brandon. I think it's, uh, it's about time. It is about time because the back half of this episode... We're going to be getting deep in the weeds here. Ayo. And so, you know, uh, you know gonna... what you need when you're deep in the weeds? A second drink. Absolutely. We'll be right back. All right. And we are back with our second drink. This time, we're using Brandon's uh, Jack Daniels Bonded Tennessee Whiskey. And uh, we've talked about this in the past about wanting to turn some of our bottles into glasses. This that is one. one of them. Oh, 100%. Anytime. The bottle has like the raised lettering. Yes. I'm like, I think I got to do it. Yes. The one problem is I have this one mezcal bottle at home that I absolutely love. And I think it would make a great class, but it's like more rectangular. And I'm not sure how. Right. No, I've thought about that too, because I have that uh, Boodle's Gin. Yeah. That's w- okay. Well, first of all, that's way too wide. Yeah. So maybe if there's a smaller bottle. I out mean, there, you know what that would be good for? Candle. That's what I was just gonna about, about to say. Maybe I could do that for mine too. It make a but it's cool because on the bottom it has the raised lettering. It says Mexico, and on the back it says Mezcal. Ooh. But anyway, those Baiju bottles for sure. Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Jack Daniels bonded. It's a cool bottle. Yeah. And I don't really generally go for a Jack Daniels, but I yeah. saw that one. I was like, you know what? I'll give that a try. And uh, that would Jack, go well. Jack in my Daniels Rye, canter. I think, is not bad for an entry level rye if you're mixing with it I, it's not yeah, something i, I want to sip on but i nah. like mixing with it right yeah yeah, for sure uh but so here on the box says uh bonded is a big bold tennessee whiskey with layered notes of caramel rich oak uh and spice giving way to a pleasant uh, pleasantly lingering finish and uh i think all three of those is something that goes well with an orange so we'll see Ooh. let's uh let's let's hit our let's hit our bevy here Ooh, brother mm. i feel like it's uh it's a little smoother I think, um, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, just it's it's not as a it's not as bright of a flavor. Maybe a little deeper. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Because that that caramel is like a deeper, yeah. richer flavor. I feel definitely like it, different. It, it it burns my lips instead of my throat, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. All right. Yeah, both oh, are a hundred proof. That's good. And so. Um, before we get into the back half of the show, I do want to talk about what this uh, bonded is. So it's called the Bottled in Bond, B-I-B, is a label for American-produced distilled beverage that has been aged and bottled according to a set of legal regulations contained in the United States government standards uh, of identify... What? <laughs> the Contained in the United States government standards of identify for distilled spirits. Oh, identity, not identify. I'm oh, sorry. I'm, I'm dumb. Um, as originally specified in the Bottled in Bond Act of 1897 as a reaction to widespread adulteration of American whiskey, the act made the federal government's uh, the garinator of a spirit's authenticity, gave producers a tax incentive for participating, and helped ensure proper accounting in the collection of tax that was due. 
Um, so although the regulations apply to all spirits, most bonded spirits are whiskeys. Makes sense. And so uh, to be labeled as bottled in bond or bonded, the liquor must have been uh, a product of one distillation season, so January through June or July through December, December, by one distiller at one distillery, and it must have been aged in a federally bonded warehouse under U.S. government supervision for at least four years and bottled at 100 proof or 50% alcohol by volume. Damn. The bottle's product label must identify the distillery where it was distilled and, uh, if different, where it was bottled. Some consumers consider this term to be an endorsement of quality, while many producers consider it archaic and do not use it. Because bottled and bond whiskey must be the product of one distillation season, one distillery, and one distiller, whereas uh, ordinary straight whiskey may be a product of the mingling of straight whiskeys or of the same grain type, with different ages and producers within a single state. It may be regarded as a better indication of the distiller's skill, making it similar in concept to a single malt, small batch, or single barrel whiskey. Which Jack Daniels also does those too. Yeah, so that's actually kind of cool. I think it's cool as shit. Uh, if I if we had a whiskey distillery, we would probably I would, do. A I would, I'd want to yeah. do bonded because also like I don't know. I, I I don't know. I just like it when something is super complicated. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah, I'd like to I'd like to do something that shows that you have the skill to do it. And I got to say, both of these make a good old-fashioned, so maybe bonded is the way to go. And here's the thing, too. As I've uh um I'm not saying that I am a master cocktail guy by any means. Okay. Um but like as I'm I'm trying to get more into it, it's like I really want these spirits to stand out. It's very rare that I want to hide the spirit. So I think like a 50% whiskey is great for if you're ma- – oh, and this is not a rye. So maybe that's a little bit of the difference oh, as well. Oh, it is, for sure. Yeah, so that's probably why it tastes so different. Yeah, so anyway, sorry. 100%. Um But I think like the stronger alcohol is good because it's just like if I'm making a gin cocktail, I want to taste the gin, and I want it to taste like a whiskey. You know what I mean? And then I want to get the Demerara syrup to round off the whiskey. I want the orange for some brightness. But, you know, there are some gin cocktails out there that's like, this is the gin cocktail for someone that doesn't like gin. It's like, well, then don't make it for Then don't make a gin cocktail. Whatever. And also, if you don't like gin, you're a coward. I don't know. Uh, yeah, what? Well, uh, oh, I think God. you just haven't tried a, Spe- the right amount of yeah. the right Speak- different gin. Speaking of gin, I, I, I had a revelation. So, you know, I hate aviation gin. Uh-huh. And it's not just because of Ryan Reynolds. It's because they don't use the juniper. They don't use juniper, and it just tastes bad, I think. But I love the bottle. Of course. Um, but I was at uh, Total Wine, and I made the realization he's trying to make a gin for people that don't like gin. Because he's like, I wanted to make it without the juniper, and that's what some people don't like. But I was I was at uh, Total Wine. And it had a thing. It's like, this is what vodka wishes it was. And I was like, just make a vodka, Ryan Reynolds. I mean, he bought into aviation. It's He didn't, like, start it. He just bought it and put his name on it. But it's just like, just buy a vodka. Yeah, if you're trying to take the gin out of the gin, just make a vodka. I don't know. But I don't know anyone that likes it. I haven't tried it, so. And my friend Daniel, he also hates it. And he has a high, high class taste on things. I'm like, I was right. There you go. You know what I mean? See, if you said you liked aviation, I'd be like, I knew I never should have trusted Brandon. 
Uh-oh. I guess I'll never try it. It's bad. Te- no, it's bad. <laughs> well, we went to the armory one time, and I ordered a gin and tonic. And like, oh, uh, what kind? And I was like, oh, well, is fine, whatever. And then I like took a sip. I was like, oh, God. And I was like, what is your gin? Is it aviation? And he's like, yeah. I was like, I don't want this. So I paid. And they were just like, all right. So I, I paid for a drink. I, cu- I couldn't drink it. Aviation's that bad. But maybe it's just because we know what's going on now. I guess. And they're they're charging six bucks for a Bud Light. Imagine how much I paid for a bad gin and tonic. Seven dollars. I'm just kidding. Not worth it. And so, Brandon, we talked about this a while ago, and then I went to dry January, but we talked about building the bar. Because for New Year's, we talked about building your beer fridge. Mm -hmm. So I want to talk about building the bar. And uh, the Waldorf Astoria Bar Book, they have their own list on building the bar. So I thought we could go through that. Sure. Maybe change... Like we'll we'll look at what they say. We'll we'll change it based on what we would like, and then maybe include some. What would we take out? What would we put in? So I have a Cause question because there's, there's three tiers to their list. Okay, okay. Now we're getting there. Because yeah. I want to know, like, so now these tiers are they size of the bar? Kind of. It's more of like or we'll, we'll get there. Okay, because you know I. In these apartments in St. Louis, we kind of have a limited space. You know, we're not. We also rent. We're not building a a bar that's not going anywhere. Kind of thing. Okay. You, you know? want you want to you want to hear the the names? Please. The Let's Get Started, the Next Step, and the No Sense in Going Out. Oh. So those are the tiers. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. But I will say, looking at this, there are some where I'm like, I would move that. Yeah, like all right, like in the middle one, it's got something that you're like, that's off the wall that I'm only going to use like every once in a while. Yeah, so um, these are making me burpy. It might be the two beers really? I had before. Oh, okay. I was going to say like, really? <laughs> this is like the flattest beverage. Sorry, I have like multiple books. I have my notebook in this so that we can keep track of what we're doing. Please. So, all right, how, how do you want? To, do you want me to read through all of it and then we riff, or go through each level? Because there's some where I'm like, oh, I might move that. I definitely want to go through each level. You want to like. Like, do you want me to go through the whole thing first or just one by one? One by one. Okay. One by one. All right. So, uh, number one, the let's get started bar. And also, while you're building your bar, I also want to say, build your glassware. Yeah, for sure. I went to a thrift store near my place, and I got some great coops. There were some Nick and Nora glasses I wanted as well. I don't know what that means. Um, It's just a different style, a little smaller. Uh, Like, uh, a lot of modern martinis are actually served in too big of a glass. Okay. And so uh, a Nick and Nora, it's like it's smaller than a coupe, but it's it's real little. But that's yeah, yeah. like what your martini should be. It's a whole thing. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense to me. And so, um, you know, get a coupe, get a rocks glass, get a highball slash Tom Collins. There is a difference, but it's not really too noticeable, I don't think. And then there's like a double rocks glass, which is this, but a little bigger. I know. We, we don't have any doubles. Yeah. Again. You need a coupe, man. I have coupes at home. And Maybe. I like, and they're and they're too nice for me to try to bring over here. Well, funny enough, my my mom has some coupe glasses that are beautiful crystal mm-hmm. from my grandma. You know, and, I found this out. Crystal has lead in it. That's what makes it so shiny. Oh, you mean lead crystal has lead in it? Yeah. I'm sure. Well, I didn't know it was called lead crystal. <laughs> I just thought it was called crystal. Uh, not all of it is lead crystal. But. Yeah, but lead, lead, or no. Crystal without lead is not as lustrous. So anyway, I just found that out. Makes sense to me. And uh, because, and then uh, the the guy that told me that his wife is, uh, she gets a little hypochondriac kind of thing. She's like, oh my God, you're going to die of lead poisoning. He's like, first of all, like you have to have it like in a decanter, have it sitting there for so long 
and then be constantly drinking. Like, you're not going to get lead poisoning out yeah. of, like, a normal amount of drinking. Yeah. And don't have something sitting in your decan- your crystal decanter for two years. I don't think anything sits I don't think in my those, decanters I was longer say, than I don't even think those are crystal. Couple, They're not. They're glass. Yeah. But I don't think anything sits in my decanters longer than, like, a month. <laughs> well, and he has whiskey that he puts in his decanter, but he puts it in there for, like... He's like, oh, I have people coming over, and we're going to have some whiskey. I want it yeah. to look nice. Yeah. It's not just there for show. Anyway, so uh, level one, the Let's Get Started bar. London Dry Gin, Old Tom Gin, Jennifer, White Rum, Rye Whiskey, and Cognac. Here's my problem with level one. I feel <laughs> I have like some problems. I feel like half of that needs to be in the next level. First of all, there's too many gins. Yeah. Old Tom Gin, uh, it's good. I don't know what that is. It's, it, it was just, just a it, basic was, gin. Well, it was like the gin before London dry, like almost every gin we drink is London. I'll have to get mm-hmm. some, I, I, mm-hmm. like, I don't really know how to describe it. It's just different. I know what you're saying. Um, so London dry is like the new standard, but it wasn't always. I feel like you just need one good gin for your beginner bar. Exactly. Well, yeah. Ultimately. And then, uh, Jennifer, I would move that up. What even is that? Well, so, all right. So here's the thing is Jennifer is Dutch for gin. So people, so, so people consider it like people call it Dutch gin, but it's a uh, juniper. Here I brought it up on Wikipedia. Thank you. Uh, Wikipedia. It is a uh, Wikipedia. It's a juniper flavored traditional liqueur in the Netherlands, Belgium, and adjoining areas. So gin. Yeah. Oh, it has a designation of origin. Oh, those sons of bitches. I know. So um. Uh, I don't need gin three gins. I don't need three gins in my beginner bar. Okay, so gin was developed uh, after. Yeah. So it's a precursor to gin. Okay. So you have two gins and then something and close gin, to gin. Gin adjacent. So I would move old. There's other steps, so we'll get in it. Let me, let me write these down because I'm going to have so many. Uh, I'm writing this in my notebook so I don't ruin my book, but just it's just there's going to be a lot of crossing lines here where we're going to move things. So let me write these down here. Well, you should have just like have a separate category for what we would put. Cause... Yeah. Well, that well, that's what that's what's here. All right. All right. I was gonna say this. Jennifer. This we don't need three gins in a beginner bar. Yeah. So um, and then white rum. I'm good with that. Rye whiskey. I'm good with that. And then cognac. Pass. Maybe I would move that up to two. You definitely don't need a cognac in your beginner bar. Okay. And so the next step bar. This is level two. Oh, I thought we'd go over what we would put in our beginner bar. Okay, we can put it. I was going to say when we get to the other ones, I'd move them back. But what do, what would you what are you going to put in here? Okay. So my beginner bar, uh, do we have like a number that we need to stop at? There's three tiers here. No, no, no. Number of like bottles. No, you can just. I mean, I wouldn't go crazy. I'm not going to go crazy. Are you ready for this? All right, so we took three things out of tier one, so let's add three or four. Okay, but I'm gonna I'm gonna start I'm gonna I'm gonna repeat so you can get it all in one go. Okay, so let let's say with what we're keeping, we Gin. have London Dry, yes, um, white, white rum, rum. A, a rye whiskey. Okay, I'm gonna keep it at rye because there's like a bourbon and stuff, and those come up later. But so I'm gonna keep the rye whiskey. Yeah, yeah, because um, that's what's most common in pre-prohibition cocktails. Anyway, go on. Sorry. I think you need a vodka. Okay. And not a, not a cheap vodka, just like a good solid. I think like a 20 to $30 bottle. Yeah, like a good solid Dude, vodka. You know what I've been appreciating lately is like a higher end, like a Grey Goose. Really? I think I might be getting into Grey Goose. 
I need to try it again. I tried it uh, when I was too early into drinking. Yeah, we, we we should we should bring some on. There's just not a lot of good vodka cocktails. I was going to say, we haven't really had any vodka cocktails on here, but when we do, maybe we should yeah. uh, showcase a Grey Goose or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I love a Grey Goose lately, which you didn't hear from me, but like the Costco vodka is like the same shit. Makes sense to me. All right, um, so we're adding a vodka. Okay, so... If we stay with the same numbers, we need like two more. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can go one last one more. Because this is let's get started, man. Sure, sure. Um, and these are these are so you can make cocktails. Is yeah, that, is that what? Okay. Mm-hmm. So actually, that's a good point. So I'm gonna add. Um, I might want to add a sweet vermouth. So y- that you that should. gives you a Manhattan. So I want to add a sweet vermouth. You should. And then I also want to add, um, do I want to add Campari? Because that's only good for like a Negroni. No, you want a tequila. Oh, that's right. There's no tequila in your starter right. bar. Yeah, it comes up l- later than you would think. But anyway, yeah, so so we're going to do vodka, sweet vermouth, and tequila. Anything else that you want to put in level one? I mean, if you have a tequila, you, you kind of want like a triple sack. But is that like an add-on? See, I think that that might be more of a level two. I think. I, I guess, but like, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Because you're thinking your beginner bar, you're not getting too crazy. You're probably going to have like a lot of uh, double ingredient cocktails. And we're, I'm going to take out mixers. Like you're going to have your Coca-Cola's. Yeah, you're yeah. going to have your tonics. Yeah, of course. And your soda water. Of course. Your lemons and limes. I, I would almost argue that like bitters are a mixer as well. Yeah. We'll, all right, we'll tell you what, this is what we'll do for level one. We'll put in Angostura. Yeah, you get like your basic bitters that you use and for everything. Orange. Orange bitters? Yeah. Because right here, you can make an old fashioned level one now. You should be able to make an old fashioned with your level one bar. Yeah. Yeah. Gin and tonic. Gin and tonic and lime. All right. Okay. Next level. I level think, two. I agree. I think that's a good. Do you want to read them off one more time so we know exactly what's yeah. all in there? So we're doing vodka, a sweet vermouth, tequila, gin. London Dry Gin, Rye Whiskey, White Rum, Angostura, and Orange Bitters. I think that's a good, that's a solid beginner bar. Mm-hmm. You could do a lot with that. It's very versatile. And also, those of you at home, uh, build it the way you want to. Because yeah, I personally. For sure. Like, if you don't, if you're not a, if you don't like gin at all, yeah, well, don't put a gin in there. And so, um, I'm actually, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do tequila slash mezcal. That's fine. Because I prefer a mezcal. But I if don't. I decided I don't. You goddamn bitch! Sorry, that's okay. Sorry, I like I like the, uh, well, the pure. I'm a purist. I'm a tequila not purist. Like next week's episode. Oh, oh Jesus! No, Christ. it's not too bad. Um, but I'm gonna say pick one and then get the other one in level two. Yeah, because they're because each one has its strengths. Pick your favorite for your yeah. beginner bar. Okay, so level two, according to the Waldorf Astoria, Applejack, Bonded, or Calvados, which is a apple brandy. Okay. Uh, we used it in the Apple Blossom cocktail, and it, it goes into some others, so I might be okay with that, because it, it has some good uses. Okay. Apricot liqueur. Remember, this is the next step. Okay. I understand that, but come on. All right, so you, we'll, we'll go through it. Amber rum, dark rum, so maybe kind of like with tequila mezcal, maybe put those together. Sure. Bourbon whiskey. Plymouth gin. How many gins do they want you to have? You don't need that many gins. And then scotch whiskey. Okay. I don't know any cocktails that use scotch, but okay. There are some. Um, but also maybe you want to sip on it. I, You know, well, I'm, I'm imagining this is your cocktail bar, so I would say 
We are leaving out the things that you would sip on. I mean, I, I don't know. All right, so. I, I would feel like. Is there anything out of this list you want to move up? The scotch. Take the scotch You're out of take there. the scotch oh, No, no, out? hold on, hold on, hold on. Because then level three is going to be crazy long. Hold on. First of all, I love, I love a scotch and soda. Yeah. I almost. There you go. I almost might move that down. You might put a scotch in level one? Yeah. It, again, that that's for me. If, mm-hmm. if you like, if you don't like scotch, then don't put it in your level one. Yeah. But for me, I would put a scotch in level one because I like a good scotch and soda. Yeah. Okay. I think I might leave this where it is. So would you, all right, what about, all right, so we have Jennifer, Old Tom Gin, Cognac. I might put Cognac in here. Yeah, I'd put a Cognac in there because there's, there's, there's a quite a few, uh, we haven't done a ton, but there's quite a few cocktails that use Cognac. Yeah. Um, okay. So we have, so we're going to mostly keep this where it is, I think. Applejack or Calvados, apricot liqueur, amber what, rum, dark rum. What do you need an apricot liqueur There, there are for? some good cocktails out there yeah, for Yeah, but it. is it necessary? Like, the Brandon, could is, you swap but, it but out? Brandon, with, this is the next step. I know, but could you swap that out for something that you're going to use more often? I think you just might not know how many apricot uh, brandy cocktails there are, or apricot liqueurs cocktails there are i guess i, don't. I can bring them i can bring them to the show we'll find out we'll find out apparently. um amber rum and dark rum i think that's a good second level i would put uh yeah i would just put that as a spiced rum just spiced rum and then pick your favorite out of the two because i i mean i like a dark rum but it's not as versatile well well i, I think I amber say, rum is a spiced okay, rum okay, okay. and then dark rum is something like kraken or gosling where yeah it's black. so yeah, I would say maybe just pick the one that you use more mm-hmm. often because I don't think you need both necessarily. Yeah. Uh, Plymouth gin, there are some gins that call for that. It's a, it's a very specific style. Okay. And then you have scotch whiskey. All right, so then number three, the no sense in going out bar. Dude, you're going to need, well, not that you're going to need a lot, but I, I, can, I can already envision quite a few things that I would want in there that would keep me home. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing. There's... There's some interesting things here. So, Irish whiskey. Okay. Rum agricole. Are you familiar with that? It's like its own. It's like it's like a rum, but different. It's like, you know how cachaca is like almost a rum? Yeah. Cachaca is made from sugar cane juice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rum agricole is made from sugar cane. Got it. And then Instead rum is made from molasses. Yeah. Um, tequila blanco. So, we're putting that in like one. Mm-hmm. Mezcal, which we're putting as like slash one. Mm-hmm. You know, if you get a tequila or a mezcal in level one, maybe wait until level three to get the next one because they're so similar. Like, if you really want to have a complete bar, I don't think you need it until no, you're, no, no. you're totally finished. No, no, no. Yeah, you agree, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. Uh, tequila Respirado, which is like an aged tequila. Have you had it at Respirado? What was the one? I we, think you would like it. What was the one we had at? Uh, that Randall's? was almost like a run. That's a res- That was a respirado. Oh yeah, I like that. That was good. Yeah, but that was that one because I've had other respirados and they weren't as rummy. Yeah, but they're still good. It just takes that. Um, I think it kind of takes the the tequila aftertaste out. Yeah, yeah. I, that's why I don't like tequila. Mm-hmm. You know what I okay. mean. Uh, and then we have vodka, which we put in level one. As it should be. Benedictine, which I'm fine with. Campari. What is, that? What is Benedictine? Benedictine, like a flow. I think I heard that in a song. It's just blessed wine. Mm. <laughs> and Well, no. So uh, Benedictine is, uh, is a, it's an herbal liqueur from okay. France. Okay. Um, 
yeah, like, you know, yeah, herbal yeah. liqueur. There, there's it. so many. I don't, I don't really know how to. Com- it's its own thing. I don't really know how to compare. Yeah, it. anything that says um, it's herbal is yeah, kind of. Yeah, its own thing. Campari. Campari, might, please, please. I might put Campari in level two, dude. I might just because I love a Negroni. But yeah, I might put that in level two. You know, I again. If you like Negronis and you're above a beginner, mm-hmm. then yeah, that should I mean, be I, level I, two. I have Campari at home only for when I'm going to have a Negroni. Well, so I wouldn't put me in the category of having a, I'm not leaving the house bar. I think I'm a little bit above a beginner bar. Yeah. If I can keep the liquor in the house. Mm-hmm. And my I, would, dream. I would have Campari in my yeah. middle, yeah. Uh, green Chartreuse. Which is another herbal liqueur, but here's the thing: makes me think of a tree. It or is. A shrub. It's made by these like Chartreusean monks. Oh, but they like said like you know like we we're focusing too much on the booze. We're not praying enough, <laughs> so they're severely cutting back on their Chartreuse production, mm-hmm. and it is like hard to find, impossible to find out. And yeah. people are like hoarding it. They're like, I'm gonna hold on to this bottle for 20 years, like, which is devastating because I haven't had, like, really had a ton of cocktails with it. I'm like, what the I, I missed out. Yeah. Um, but then there's also yellow chartreuse. Um, but there's there's alternatives. It's your chartreuse is very much like a, it's its own thing, but there sure. are some great close close second. ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have creme de cacao white, and then yeah, creme, you should have that, and then sure. a creme de menthe white. You should have that too. Yeah, I think both of those are definitely and so needed. Based on what we took out from earlier, the uh, the uh, the Geneva, the Old Tom Gin, Cognac. I'm thinking putting level two. Yeah. I don't know what else. What else is there? You know, a coffee liqueur. Where would you put like a coffee liqueur? I might put that in like level two. So level, have your White Russians. Yeah, White Russians or, uh, and Black Russians. Espresso martini. Well, I guess you'd, mm-hmm. you you know kind of some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, I might put a coffee vein. liqueur in yeah. step two. Um. Where else? What was so? So that's their list. So what else would you maybe want to put in your bar, and then put in what level? You know, honestly, an elderflower liqueur I might put in level two. A baiju level three. Level three baiju for sure. Um, I agree with the elder elderflower in the second level. You know, some of these that. And again, I oh, you know what? Sorry to interrupt, but you know what? Uh, you know, so I, I've been doing a little more research on this stuff, and so people call bitters like the salt and pepper yeah, of your drink for sure. And someone called uh, elderflower liqueur like a bartender's ketchup because it just tastes good on everything. <laughs> That's funny. I like that. Oh, but uh, speaking of bitters, there's such a litany of bitters, but I might put like spiced cherry and chocolate bitters in number two, maybe like a habanero or a chili bitters in level three. There's so many. But there's so many you can't name them all. But you, those are some good ones I would maybe do because next week's episode, not to tease it, it said um, you could do like a habanero tincture or like a hot sauce thing. Yeah. We're going to do hot sauce a little bit. Sorry to spoil one ingredient. But I'm like, damn, like this maybe would have done well with some habanero bitters or a, or a, a jalapeno bitters. Okay. Yeah, I get that. There's, I, bitters are, I feel like bitters are their own thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it all comes down to like you know what, what Brandon, kind of cocktails Brandon, you like. When when I've made the homemade bitters, we'll 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 how to how to stock your bitters. We'll do that. Yeah, yeah. What, what the, level do you need for your bitters? Twenty twenty four is the year of building your bar. Okay, I was we're doing you say it. It's the bitter year <laughs> because I'm building up my bar at home. Uh huh. You're you know you're you're gonna be doing your own thing. I'm kind of excited. 
I yeah. Have, I have some plans. We are going to be we're going to both be at the sense of like there's no use in going out but neither of us are going to want to go over to the other place's house because we're both going to be convinced we have the better bar so we're just before you know we're just going to be facetiming being like this is what i made oh this is what i made be honest with you if we buy a house we're not going to be going out (laughs) yeah no that's the other thing um that uh, is cocktail night at our house. I'll tell you that, and that's what I want to be doing too. Five dollar cover. That would be oh, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> that be wouldn't that be so cool? I mean, if that we kind of like throw in a couple. Oh, of bucks. Uh, tonight's cocktail nights at Brandon's. Oh, next week we're going to Tom's. Like, wouldn't it be so cool? Yeah, yeah. Like, instead yeah. of like bar hopping, it's like Brandon has this vibe and he makes these drinks. Thomas has this vibe, he makes these drinks, and this is what also I've discovered. I can make cocktails so much better for like a quarter of the price at home going out sucks yes <laughs> yeah. short answer is yes um i mean the, like obviously there's something to say about like the environment and all that but it's like sure. i would love to get something playing on a vinyl get some dim lighting yeah and then just how you doing how's your old-fashioned how's your negroni dude i i i really do like calypso uh-huh and that's you know maybe the exception you know, like, that that's the elevated bar that I would mm-hmm. probably go to. But, yeah, unless you're just, like, going out to drink your beer and get drunk, like... Yeah. Oh. Have, oh. We, even, have we even talked about this? The plastic cups I got? I don't know. They're bomb cups. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, 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 sorry. So, uh, you saw these online? Is that how you yeah. discovered them? I think, so. I, think so, I saw them on Instagram. And so, then for I those of you them. listening, it's like a... It's like a uh, what do we do? The car bombs? Car bombs. So what's a car bomb? It's a Guinness and then you have a drop uh, of, is it a shot glass of Kahlua or something like that? So, or no, Irish cream. At a bar, you get a pint glass halfway filled with Guinness Mm -hmm. and then a shot glass half full of Jameson and then half um, Irish cream cream. and then you drop it in and you chug it. This, the outside, so it almost looks like from the top, it looks like a donut. Mm-hmm. The outside you fill with the beer, and the inside is like a little mini shot glass built in, and you fill it with your liqueurs. Yeah. And then as you drink it, it mixes. Which is great because Dangerous. anytime I drop my shot glass, I make everywhere. too much of a mess. It goes everywhere. Because well, I see other people doing it, and I'm like, how am I the only guy getting this wrong? But then I realize, like, like I'll look over here and see someone doing it right, and then I look to everyone to my left, and everyone else has splashed it. I'm like, okay, I'm not the only one. But uh, no, I, I like that way better because it's just like well, I mean, also I don't know. it's a smaller amount. Too. Yeah, it's a smaller shot glass amount as a smaller like cup in general. But there is a little bit of the magic of dropping your shot glass into a drink. But the fun of it is like we're all doing this together. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So you know, it's just like doing a chug or a shot. But I think that's I think those are really cool. You may have to christen the house. Okay, all right. The... This is what we're gonna do, Brandon. <laughs> We've built the beer fridge. Yeah, yeah. We've built the bar. We might come in later to refine this. Build the glassware? We're going to build the glassware, and we're going to build the bitters. Okay. Okay? Okay. Stay and tuned. Then, and then maybe we'll do like a build. Th- I'm just spitballing here. Sure, please. But like maybe a build the syrups. What do you need to real? Because there's a lot more than simple syrup here, Brandon. Yeah. So 2024, we're building the goddamn bar. Building the bar? We're building the bar. Are we starting a bar? Puzzles. No. <laughs> Why is it called puzzles? That's, That's the puzzle. puzzle. Oh, you know what's really interesting? And I thought about this. I'm getting a neon sign that says coffee house, right? Uh-huh. Because 
some of the first bars were called coffee houses because mm-hmm. you could get a drink and your bevy. And okay. I'm like, and I just feel like it'd be cool to have a little thing that says coffee house above the bar. Sure. Just as like a little nod. Well, there you go. That's what they used to be called. So we know Thomas's vibe. Yeah. That's not my vibe. But Well, no, just, just a, it's a little, not the biggest sign. The biggest sign is obviously the Jen and Thomas neon sign. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Just like a little thing. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe, I don't know, or maybe some custom matchbooks that say coffee house. That's something kinda, like, like that. that. I like that. I like that, too. I like that. Um, but just, I just want something. To light your cigar with. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I want something as a uh, a little nod to the old days. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I already have a I name. I don't know. Sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm liking it. Well, I already have a name for my bar, but. I don't, I don't have one for me. Uh, I should rename, I, I should have a different name for my home bar. Yeah. Well, no, Coffee House is not the name of my home bar. Right. I'll have to think about that. My home bar is the car. The car? Because it's not the sidecar. It's the car. Okay. That goes with the sidecar. No, I don't know. Be like, this is the bar, and then that's the sidecar, and it's just a closet? Because it's the side of the car? Um, the car is good. If we get this house, yeah, the uh, the bar will have a closet. <laughs> yeah. That'd be cool. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how I'm gonna set that room up, but I know what I want. I know what I want it to look like. Yeah, I gotta think of cool names, man. Tommy's place. I don't know. <laughs> Tommy's place. Um, I don't know. I, I'll, I'll think of something. You know, unfortunately, Waldorf Astoria has already taken because that was my second pick. Right. Um, oh, real quick, fun fact. So this uh, this book I have here, the Oxford Companion to Spirits and Cocktails. Do you know why they're called spirits? I thought uh, did we not? I thought we talked about this. I don't know. But if we didn't, I'm going to tell you again. Please. And then or if I'll, we I'll, did, I'll tell you again. Tell me why, and then I'll tell you if we've talked about well, this. Well, it's because, like, with the first, like, distilling that these people do, because a lot of uh, bitters are originally medicinal. A lot of bitters were like, oh, here, you take this, and, like, you, you put a little bit in your drink, and, it'll, like, it'll help your stomach feel better. It'll help help your tooth pain, right? Cock your tail in the morning. Cock your tail in the morning. And so it was... They would they would get all these mixes of different plants and like oh these plants together will do this thing for me right get you drunk <laughs> well like it's like how medicine works it's yeah. like oh you get all these things but so uh, when they were distilling all these plants they were getting the spirit of the plant oh gotcha that's cool yeah the essence the spirit like of that. the plant yeah pretty cool you know it's interesting too we were just kind of talking about bitters um i love this podcast called gastropod and it's like the food or no it's the the science and history of like food and things like that and they recently did an episode on bitters i love this podcast brandon but to be honest i found it a little lacking the bitter one yeah the bitters one i feel like they could have done a part two or dived a little deeper i just felt like i'm not saying i know more than they do but it's like, I know it goes deeper than this. Yeah. You're like, you know you're, what I oh, mean? you're just tickling the surface, but you're thinking, you're, yeah. or you're, you're not even expressing that you're just tickling the surface. Yeah, well, you know, and they do an hour episode, which is which is fine for a podcast, but they did bitters, and then they also did, like, Amaro's Aperitifs and Digest Steves. I'm like, those could have been their own. Just focus they on my They did all that bitters. in one? Yeah, I know. Are you kidding me? I know, Brandon. That's why I found it lacking. I'm not even, I'm not even, like... Brandon, people, mm. Ron Swanson says don't half-ass two things. They half-ass three. The bitters, aperitifs, and digestives. I'm not as passionate as you are about cocktails. I'll be honest. Yeah, that's fine. But that pisses me I off. I know. I'm pissed. <laughs> because I was like, I was like, 
you know, I, I was like LeBron James when he won when he won his chip. They're like, oh, but LeBron, you won your ring. How's it feeling? He goes, it's about damn time. Like when I saw the the bitters episode come up, I was like, it's about damn time. And then they, I was a little let down. Yeah, but they have a great cocktail episode that I think is a lot of fun. You know okay. who else has a great cocktail episode? Jan and Tom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> The podcast Ologies, I think I have shouted this out before, but they have a mix, every episode is a different ology, but they have a mixology episode, okay. and it's about this guy. He's like, Do they have a fixology episode? No, no. they're waiting for you. Okay. They're waiting for you to get on the show. Shout out to me. Come on. Go to the end for where to reach me. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't listen. Just skip to the end. No. Call me, beat me if you want to reach me. Yeah. Um. But this guy, he... uh. He he just started like getting crazy with it. He was like he's like I do all these infusions and I whatever. Skittles, and, and, vodka. yeah. Well, no, and he's just well, kind of. He he was talking about how uh, he does. He's his, his thing is he's like pick an ingredient you like. Maybe you really like cherries. Do like three to four things with it. Make okay. an infusion. Make a syrup. Make a bitters. Okay, and then. But do those separately and then build around that individually. Build around your infusion. Build around your yeah. syrup. And A couple so, different cocktails yeah. with each kind of thing. Yeah. And so he was – that's kind of like how he got into it. So he has a bar in L.A. I can't, I can't remember the name and I don't even remember the guy's name. And so – but anyway, he, the way he talks about it, it was, it was just really cool. And, and he does a lot of the stuff I want to do of like he's like doing these wild infusions and this wild homemade stuff. And that's just his brand. I'm like, that's really cool. And he – Kind of every drink he makes, he doesn't like. If you ask for like an old fashioned, he'll make you an old fashioned. But he might ask you like, "What's your favorite vegetable?" And you'd be like, "I don't know, beetroot." And then you have a beetroot old fashioned. You'd be like, "Oh shit!" But he'll like be able to be like, "Okay, if you like this one thing, I know this different thing pairs with that. So I'll make a Negroni." But uh, you know how we were mixing this uh, Negroni with the orange yeah. peel in it? Yeah. He might make a Negroni in there, and. uh Start with the orange peel in there, and then maybe have a uh, coffee bean infused sweet vermouth in there too. And you'll be like, an orange coffee Negroni? I didn't think that would work, but it does. So that makes me think of um, well, we talked about wanting to go to the Wardor, Ward, Wardor, <laughs> the Waldorf, Waldorf. Yeah, sorry. Uh, so there's there's one in Chicago, which is not far from us. So that's why we were talking about it. Their their bar is called the Peacock Room, I believe. So we've talked about wanting to go there. But there was, and I know we've talked about this before, we, down in New Orleans, mm-hmm. like, it was like a hotel bar, but the, the guy just goes, what do you like? Well, you know what's great? And he so makes, many, a, makes you a cocktail. Yeah, so many cocktail origin stories are in hotel bars. I never really, you know, for a long time, I never really considered them as, like, these, like, crazy things. I was like, oh, it's just where you go to drink at a hotel. But if you go to a nice hotel, the the bars are badass. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a few cocktails well, they'll be like, uh, the ambassador for Japan is staying here. Can you make something to impress him? And then, you know, fucking the guy at the bar is like, ah, uh, soy sauce martini. No, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, but apparently oh, right. <laughs> a lot of these drinks were created because someone was staying at that hotel. And uh-huh. then they're like, I got to show off to this guy. Right. Which is just kind of fun. It's kind of fun. It's kind of fun. I don't know. And there's a certain romanticism to like a hotel bar. You just have all these... These people just passing through, but maybe they're like, I had the best drink of my life at the Hotel Monte Vista in Flagstaff, Arizona. I'm telling you right now, the best hot toddy you've ever had in your fucking life was at the Hotel Monte Vista. 
I cannot, for the life of me, remember the name of that place. But I, I'm going to find it because that was one of the best cocktails I've ever had. It was insane. Um, hold on. Sorry. No, it's all right. Go ahead. Um, when I was uh, visiting in Pittsburgh, I went to this hotel bar. I think it was the, the Industrious, the Industry Hotel. And they had like a, a smoked, uh, smoked simple syrup old-fashioned. And that shit was amazing. And, um, you know, I'm on vacation with my parents, Brandon, so I can't be getting fucking crazy. Yeah, but you can. Well, yeah, so I didn't, I didn't try the whole list of cocktails. Gotcha. So I I only, I only tried a couple, but I was like, damn, that was good. And I I tried a couple others, but first of all, uh, Pittsburgh, great cocktail town. Okay. We got to go boys trip. Let's go. You got it. Um, Bears Steelers. I don't know when that's going to be. I don't either. It might be coming up. It'd be cool if it was next year. We'll figure it out. Um, but anyway, you know, we're, we're, we're building the bar, but it's, so, so I don't know what got me on that whole tangent. We're, we're building up the bitters. We're building up the infusions. We're going to be building up whatever. Yeah. Cause I'm going to be doing some infusions this year. So maybe towards the end of the year, we could rank our homemade stuff. That'd be a lot oh, of fun. Okay. I'm down with that. Let me write that down too. So at the end of the year, I'm going to be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Sorry. I'm just filling these pages. Fusion. Jesus dude. 2025. Could you imagine that next year? It'll be 30. Yeah, I'm turning 29 in a couple of months. It'll be 30 in 2025. I don't want to think about it. Gross. So. Yes. I mean, so. Um, there was a, a, uh, a, what do we want to call it? A segment. There was a segment. Was. A while back. An occasional segment. Brackets. When we remember. <laughs> yeah. Essentially, yeah. Uh, these gentleman cards, mm-hmm. and I think the old fashioned warrants a gentleman card. Yeah. Oh, real quick, please. Another thing I'm going to write down for next week. <laughs> Jesus. Um, you got a full page over there. Yeah. Well, two full pages, but uh, <laughs> oh cla- um, how do I describe this? Classy drinks to order, so you don't look dumb at a bar. I like that. Let me. Student, stay tuned. Yes, yeah, so here, here you, 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 you talk while I get this written down. <clears throat> okay, so our gentleman card of the week is the Ace of Hearts, uh, a fan favorite. Um, I love an Ace of Hearts. Everybody loves an Ace of Hearts. A non-hateable card. Loyalty is the title here. Loyalty. I'm going to say this. I'm loyal to a good goddamn drink, I love and that's what this week drink. was. Loyalty is how you honor others and the bond you have between them. A gentleman knows the importance of loyalty. Mm, I like that. A gentleman is loyal, essentially. Yeah. I like that a lot. And, you know, let's speak to loyalty a little bit. Loyalty doesn't mean standing by when someone is doing something wrong. Correct. But you can't be turning your back on the people that you're closest to. No. You can't be bailing. No. You got to know who's in your circle. Be the ride or die. But if someone is wrong, I think it's very important to stand up to that sometimes. You could be loyal to a fault mm-hmm. where, exactly. you know, you, you do stick around. You're like, you know, you, you get in the fight because your your buddy was talking shit. And it's like, that's not necessarily what we're talking about here. You know? Yeah. I think mm-hmm. the right amount of loyalty is, is letting them know, hey, you know, you stand up for them. But then, behind, you know, afterwards, you're like, hey, dude, that was going to fuck up. You probably shouldn't have done that. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. No one to call it out. Don't just stand by. Yeah. But that's just if someone's not being cool. But, you know, loyalty, it's it's also just not bailing. Not bailing. Because it's huge. Especially now. Especially now. 
Sorry, I like blurred, slurred that first I word. I didn't know what you said, and I was yeah, waiting I was like, for you to, I was waiting for the context clues. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> Two old fashions that'll do that to you. Yeah, they'll do it. But anyway, Brandon, I tell you what, these old fashions are running right through me, so we gotta we we gotta close out the show. Agreed. I'm in the same so, boat. Brandon. This piss filled boat. <laughs> Brandon, where can they find you? At Brandon Churchill on YouTube, Brandon underscore Churchill underscore 95 on Instagram, and at Brandon Churchill on Twitter without the U in Churchill, and find me in the streets. As for me, you can find me on Instagram at a capped cool kid, that is C-A-P-T, cool kid, as well as bad boy of botany. Uh, you can follow the uh, the podcast on Instagram at Jen and Thomas Pod, and that is where to find us, ultimately. Oh, also, you, get, you will be able to find us in the streets this week because it is is Mardi Gras. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Super Bowl and Mardi Gras, but don't worry about that. That's not yeah. important. Yeah. Um, Find us in the streets. Yeah. Well, oh, speaking speaking of the Super Bowl, we didn't really talk about it this week. Uh, I kind of don't care about this one. Don't care. Yeah, it's, a, well, it's a red Super Bowl. Who gives a shit? Red Taylor's version? Yeah, who cares? Yeah. No, I, uh, I just... Sorry we didn't talk about it. I just don't care. The 40 Chiefs at Niners. Yeah. No one cares. Um... Sorry, I'm just so distracted by how much I don't care. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, no, the, the Instagram is where to find us. Where we do, we post the pictures of the drinks and the recipes, so we let you know when an episode is out. Uh, we do these off the pod reviews. So, and when, we go, when when we go out to drink, we'll show you what's going on. And we we want to, you know, and then the stories. Sometimes we ask for questions. If you wanna, if you have a drink recommendation, send it to us. You know, I'm uh, I'm trying to come up with some more stuff to flood the feed with, but we're building it. You know what I mean? But that is where to stay up to date. Uh, on YouTube, Jen and Thomas Podcast, the uh, episodes go up there, and eventually we'll have more. Eventually. Eventually. But, eventually. you know, you got to... We're adults. You, we you have, have other shit going on. You have to film it. Yeah, we'll get there eventually. But uh, I think that's it. Anyway, Brandon, Oliver... That rat bastard of a cat. First of all, Oliver Oliver is the most like stereotypical like orange cat behavior. Orange cat, one hundred percent. You know what I mean. So I shouldn't I shouldn't resent him for what he is. He is also a distinguished gentleman. Yeah, he is. He's very fluffy, but he he has like not fluffy legs, so it's kind of funny. He's on these little toothpicks. Oh, all right. Danielle has something to say. Speaking of the distinguished gentleman, you know how at weddings, like, everyone has, like, a specialty drink, um, and a lot of times it's, like, named after their animal or something? Mm -hmm. Well, we're going to have a drink with Oliver as the picture, and it's going to have him in a matching bow tie. <laughs> and you tie. say, I'll have the rat bastard, please. No, but we should do that one. <laughs> no, it's going to be called the distinguished gentleman oh, drink. Oh, that's nice. But we don't know what the drink is yet. To wait to find out what we ended up going with. Because we, we don't want the people who do listen that will be at the wedding, we don't want them to know ahead of time. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe we can just go over core concepts. Core concepts. Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. So anyway, that's where you find Brandon. That's where you find me. That's where you find po uh, the pod. Um, you know how we close it out. Yeah, we know how to... Sorry, I was, I was trying to think of... That's how you find this cat, but that's not how you... You know, yeah, you don't him. find him. He's an indoor cat. He's not in the streets. So you know how we close it out here, everybody. Don't drink and drive. Don't, don't drink, drink and, and go on a boat. And uh, don't drink and scoot. But most importantly... Don't drink and pet a cat. Be safe. Be kind. And good night.